right, if you will go with me to Exodus 33. We're going to take a look at what happens with an old covenant and with a new covenant. I want you to look at um, Exodus 33. I'm going to begin in verse 1. And we're going to take a look at a situation here. It says, and the Lord, this is God talking to Moses. He said, and the Lord said unto Moses, depart and go up hence, down, and the people which thou hast brought out, out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swore unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, unto thy seed will I give it. Now, this is after God parted the Red Sea and they walked through on dry land. This is after all the miracles that God did for them in the land of Egypt. How they, that the, the water turned to blood and the hail and the lightning and the, and the firstborn being Amen. killed. All of this has happened. God did all these miracles and he brings them out. Now he's talking to Moses. And you know why he did it? He did it for Abraham. He made a promise to Abraham. And he's fulfilling the promise he made to Abraham. Isn't it wonderful that God will fulfill his promises? And you know what? Abraham has been dead 400 years. Didn't matter. God was going to fulfill what he told Abraham. God never lies. Now, he said, Which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swore unto Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it. He's fulfilling the promise. And he said, And I will send an angel before thee. And I will drive out the Canaanite, and the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Hevite, and the Jebusite. I'm going to drive them all out, because I made a promise to Abraham. And he said, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. For, now look at this next phrase. For, I will not go up in the midst of thee. For thou art a stick-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever looked at that verse? It said, I will not, I will not go with you. I'm going to send an angel because I can't go with you. I can't go with you. This land he promised to Abraham, the people he brought out of Egypt, part of the Red Sea, they walked through on dry land. And he said, I can't go with you. Why? Because you're a stiff-necked people and I'll consume you if I go with you. I'll consume you. You're bad people. You're stiff-necked. You got sin. If I go down there, you all die. You see the love of God in this? I'll send an angel. I made a promise to Abraham, but I can't go with you. Now, turn with me to Jeremiah 1. That's an amazing thing about God and us. Oh, absolutely. And especially Abraham. Abraham made a promise. Has God ever made a promise to you? All right, Jeremiah 31. I'm going to begin in verse 31. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord. This is the same God that parted the Red Sea. This is the same God that told Moses, I'm going to send an angel because I can't go down there with you. He said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord. I will make a new covenant. A new covenant. Well, if there's a new one, there has to be an old one. It says, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not... According to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. Although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. We have read this over and over and over again. Amen. But this, this shall be the covenant. This is the new covenant. This shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their inward parts, not on a stone. I put my love on the inner parts and write them in their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. 
And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor saying, know the Lord, know, uh, his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them. You see that? From the least of them, from the least of them, unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. There was an old covenant. And the old covenant, God couldn't go down there. You know, it goes on in that chapter and says they had to pitch the tent outside of the camp because the people were stiff-necked and God couldn't be in the, in the camp. His spirit couldn't even be in the tent in the middle of the camp because he consumed them. Amen. He God. consumed them. And you know why he did it? Amen. You know why he put the tent outside the camp? Because he loved them. He loved them. He made a promise to Abraham. He did what he had to do. He loved them. Now, that old covenant, if they wanted anything from God, they had to go outside the camp and go to the tabernacle. Go with, now, he's talking here in Jeremiah about a new covenant. Amen. A new covenant, not like the old. Thank not God. like the old. God said, I'm going to make a new covenant because the old covenant didn't work. Thank Why God. do you want to obey the Ten Commandments? Thank God. Why do you want to obey the Ten Commandments? Why do you want to follow laws that are written on a stone, on a rock? Why do you want to put those on your courthouse in the front where everybody can see in a big fat rock the Ten Commandments when God said, I'm going to make a new one so I don't consume you. Amen. So I don't consume you. Now, how did that new covenant work? Go with me to Isaiah 53. Amen. How did that new covenant work? How did he get where he could be with us and not have to be outside the camp and where he could be around and we don't get consumed? How did he deal with the stiff neck? How does he deal with our stiff neck? Oh, what a wonderful way he did. He, can, he dealt with our stiff neck. You know how he dealt with our stiff neck? Isaiah 53, verse 4. Surely, surely, this is Jesus. This is the God that became a man. This is a God that was with God. This is a God that created the world. This is a God that created everything. This is a God that was with God, with God. And he gave it all up and he became a man. Why? To deal, to deal with us, to deal so God could be with us, to deal so you could be with God. So you could talk to God. So you could walk with God just like Abraham did. And you will find it's even better than what Adam Amen. did. It's Thank even God. better than what Adam had. Adam walked with God in the garden. We've got something even better. Why? Because the God that was with God gave it all up and became a man like us. And went to the cross for us to deal, to deal what was in us that would make God consume us. That's what God did. He sent Jesus to be a man, to go to the cross, Amen. to deal with what was in us so that God could be with us. And here it is how he dealt with it. Surely he has borne our sicknesses Amen. and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken God and afflicted, but he was wounded, he was pierced for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was on Jesus, and with his stripes we are healed. God dealt with us on the cross in the body of a man. 
in the body of a man for you. It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Amen. All we. See that word all? Oh, not me. I've never sinned. You just lied. You sinned. Amen. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And what happened? How did God deal with us stiff-necked people? How did God deal with us? It says, and the Lord laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. How did God deal with the people in, that, that he couldn't be with? He put all the sins. He put the stiff neck. He put the stubbornness. He put the weakness. He put the hate. He put the murder. He put all those sins on his son Jesus for us. He put our sins on Jesus for us. For us. He put our sins on Jesus Amen. for us. And what happened when he did that? Go with me to Romans 8. Thank God. Go with me to Romans 8. God Amen. sent Jesus as a man to take your sin for you, your stiff neck, and he put it on Jesus, Amen. and Jesus paid for it. Not only did Jesus pay for it on the Amen. cross, Jesus died with it. Jesus Thank died God. a stiff-necked man. Did you know that? Thank Jesus God. died full of fear. Jesus died full of doubt. Jesus died a murderer. Jesus Thank died God. a liar. Jesus died a hater. Amen. Jesus died full of spite and envy and jealousy. That's how Jesus died. Amen. He took it all. He took whatever was in you, whatever was in you that was between you and Amen. the Father, Jesus took. Isn't that a wonderful statement? No. Whatever was in you that kept you from God, Jesus took on his Amen. own body, and he went to hell for it, and he paid for it in hell. And the third day, the third day when the Father saw the travail Amen. of Jesus' soul, when he saw Jesus taking the wrath of God for you, taking the wrath, taking the consumed. He consumed Jesus in hell. He took that for you. And the third day, he was satisfied, and he raised Jesus from the dead. You know what the wonderful thing about Jesus raising from the dead is? Amen. God could not get Jesus out of hell until he forgave you. He could not get Jesus out of hell until he healed every sickness right. and every disease on this planet. He couldn't do it unless he did it to Jesus. And Jesus had it all on him. Well, to get Jesus out of hell, he had to forgive all your sins. He had to forgive him. I love what John the Baptist said when he saw Jesus. He said, behold, the man that's going to take away the sin of the world. And Jesus did. And when Jesus was raised from the dead, your sins were forgiven. Your sicknesses and diseases were healed. Your poverty was paid for. And Jesus came out of the grave. And you know what that produced for you? Romans 8, Amen. verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be the spirit of God dwelling you. Dwelling you? The spirit of God dwelling you? Do you know Exodus, God couldn't be with them? And now here it says, the spirit of God dwell in you. Do you see what that cross did? Not only will God be around you, he will be in you. Amen. That's what the Old Testament couldn't do. That's what the law couldn't do. That's what the Ten Commandments couldn't do. They couldn't get God in you. God couldn't even be around you. Now God can be in you. Why? Let's go on. 
It says, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. What do you mean? If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Amen. You know what Jesus said? You must be born again. Thank God. You must be born again. This is what Jesus is talking about. You must be born Thank again. God. When you are born again, you get the spirit of Jesus. And you know what happens Amen. when you get the spirit of Jesus? You know what happens when you're born again? You get eternity. You get eternity. You get the spirit Amen. that dwells in eternity. You start your eternity the moment Amen. you're born again. God. That's what you get. You get eternity. And not only that, you get the spirit of the man that went to hell and was raised again. That's what comes in you. That's what you get. And not only that, let's go on. It says, but if, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Amen. But the spirit is alive. It's life Amen. because of righteousness. Your spirit's alive. Thank you God. are in eternity. You know what? I got eternity dwelling in me right now. Amen. Right now. Amen. You know what happens when you got eternity dwelling in you? You have no fear of death. Thank you God. have no fear of death. Folks, I am not afraid to die. Amen. Not afraid. But I'm not going to yet. Now, look at verse 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, that's the spirit of God, God raised Jesus. Amen. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, dwell in you, the spirit of God dwell in you, not in a tent, not down the road in a church, the spirit of God dwell in you. God in you. God in you. You know how nice it is to talk to God? Because he's right here. He's right here. Hallelujah. The spirit of God dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. The same spirit. That Amen. went and pulled Jesus out of hell. That forgave every sin. That healed every sickness and disease. That same spirit can dwell in you. Amen. That's the Holy Thank Ghost, God. folks. Why? Why do you want to obey the Ten Commandments? Why do you want to walk in the Old Covenant when you can have the spirit Amen. that raised Jesus from the Amen. dead in you? In you. You gotta have Jesus in Amen. you. Jesus said you must be born again. And why would you say that you don't need the Holy Ghost? Why would you say that? Amen. When Jesus right here says, but if that spirit that raised Jesus from the dead be in you, in you, do you have the same, it'll give you the same power, the same power, the same Amen. authority, that the Father used to get Jesus out of hell. And I will let you finish. Me? Yes. Hallelujah. Under heaven, there's no other name. Just one. Whereby one must be saved. That name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God has put the name and the grace in your heart to be saved. This is your day. All you have to do is speak after me the name Jesus and you will be 
Born again, saved. Let's go. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.